You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit for only $3. And any size soft drink for just a dollar. And you'll get your day started on a high note. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.
Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to Blessing Our Grace Radio. Tonight is Thursday night food for the soul Bible study sessions with the Honorable Dr. Bishop Alfred Moore. Tonight is Thursday, June 27th. 2019, we are in the Apple Valley studio with critically, with critically acclaimed bishop, founder, and overseer of the Greater All Nation Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ, con- conveniently located at 8516 South Thompson Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90001. Tonight, we're going to spiritually feed you for this week. Are you hungry for the soul? Tonight, Topic is talking about putting God first. The scriptures that are most near and dear that Dr. Moore will be talking about are coming from Luke 18, 18 through 24. And a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? That question is asked even in relevancy for today. We ought to ask Jesus, what shall we do? It's not just enough to be repentant and baptized only. You have to work. And keep your flesh under subjection. You have to work every day, just like a regular nine-to-five job, in order to keep your flesh under God's eyesight so God can, of course, bless you more and more. You have to want to work for Jesus. You can't just wake up and say, ooh, I'm saved and that's it. No, every day you have to repent daily and you have tasks and you have different job duties that you have to do to have your flesh under subjection. And Jesus said unto him, why callest thou me good? None is good, save one that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor thy mother and thy father. And, of course, honorable Dr. Moore. He will go more into that. But putting God first. Let me ask you all this in Radio Land. Are you guys putting God first? Well, only you know if you're putting him first in your life. We all need to put God first in our life because every day he wakes us up every morning. He gives us the usage of our right mind and our limbs every single day in and day out. No matter what we do, that is disheartening to God. If he wakes us up every day, he must be something promising in us, and he's given us chance after chance to put God first. So listen up and listen in. Get out your Bibles because Dr. Moore is going to talk about putting God first. He should be the first and the last person you speak to when the moment you wake up and to the time you close your little old eyes, God should be the first and the last. That means you are putting him first, ladies and gentlemen, the Honorable Dr. Bishop Osamon. God bless you all. God bless you and your land tonight. Amen. We thank our announcer tonight again for bringing us on tonight. Praise the Lord. Tonight is Thursday night, bringing you food for our thought tonight. And as amen, she so clearly brought to you tonight, amen. We're going to get right into the word of God. It's just such a blessing to be able to come back and share the word of God with you in Radio Land. <clears throat> We're coming from the book of St. Luke, chapter 18, verse 18 through 24. And it's a question that Jesus asked them, a young man. It reads and says, a certain ruler asked him, saying, 
Good master. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good save one that is God. Thou knowest the commandment. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. And he said, All these have I kept from my youth up. Now, when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Yet lackest thou one thing. Sell all that thou hast, and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come and follow me. And when he heard this, he was very sorrowful, for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he said, How hardly shall that have a rich to enter into the kingdom of God? Asking the question tonight, a certain rich man could be any rich person. But back in the days and time of Jesus, here this young man was very well off. And he wanted something that was very valuable, and that was eternal life. Many of us today, amen, we desire eternal life. But in reality, when we come to understand what it is to gain eternal life, many of us are going to find ourselves just like this young ruler was. We thought that we wanted until Jesus told us, what we have to do to receive it. And as my announcer has said tonight, amen, put in God first. Put in God first, capital G-O-D, in our life, my brothers and my sisters, believers in Jesus Christ. Do we put God first? Put God above everything that we do every day of our life. Do do we we, we put God first? It is it is essential to put God first in our lives. It's necessary. Is to put God first in our lives. He must be honored above all. God must be recognized above all or anything else that we do. He must be recognized that he is the first in our lives. 
in order to give him proper honor, we must put him first. We must first in our submission. We got to submit to God, the creator of mankind, the creator of heaven and earth. We must submit to him. We must show him that he is the ruler of our lives if we're going to Put him first. Foremost in our love, we have to show him that he is first in our love. He comes before mother. He comes before father. He comes before our spouse. He comes before our children. And answering that question, there are many of us that guilty tonight because we don't put God first. <laughs> And in our faith, we should have him at the top of our list. But Jesus said, oh, ye a little faith. That let me know, amen, we don't put God first. This young man said, what shall I do to inherit Eternal life. I, I want eternal life. I want to live. Isn't that what the majority of people are saying today? I want to live. I don't want to die. I want to live. And Jesus asked him a question. He said, Thou knowest the commandments. You know them well. You don't commit adultery. You don't kill. You don't steal. You don't even bear false witness. You honor your father and your mother. He said, all these things have I kept from my youth. Let me know that he have spent a little time under the commandments. He said, and he kept all of these in his youth, let me know now that he is getting a little seasoned under the commandments. But the Lord looks at that young man and says to him, Now when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Yet likest thou one thing. You done did good. You didn't embrace the commandments. You didn't honor your mother and father. You didn't commit no adultery, and you didn't steal. He said, but you're liking one thing. He said, all the possession that you have, all that you didn't accumulate it, all that the people talk about how well off you are, and what you could do with your material things in life to help somebody. He says, Jesus said on this, one thing that thou like you say, sell all that thou hast. I believe this began to incriminate that young man. I want eternal life. 
And eternal life is, is good. But when Jesus says, sell all that thou hast and distribute it unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come and follow me. That young man's heart began to come to be sorrowful. I want eternal life. I, I want to live forever. But Jesus told me an impossible thing that I should do. I don't work hard. And I don't accumulate this richness that I have. Now he wants me to sell all that I have and distribute unto the poor. How many of you out there tonight, young men? It is by the power of God that you got your wealth. You are blessed in material things. And you desire eternal life. Is Jesus speaking to you tonight? Is Jesus testing your faith tonight to see what you sell all that you have and distribute it unto the poor? But the Lord is also saying to you, if you give unto me, I'll give it back unto you. He said, you shall have treasures in heaven where you will live forever and ever. And no thieves could come and steal what you have. He said, come and follow me. As I look at life today, and I look at the popularity of life today, putting God first, it's all right until it began to interfere with my own thoughts and my own ambitions of what I think life should be and the way I think life should work. I can't put God first. And be secure in his love and leave what I done worked so hard for. What Jesus was just simply saying to the young man, you really don't love me. If you can't do what I ask you to do, you don't really love me. It doesn't make any difference how much you be in the a newspaper, no matter how many times you be on television. That, it doesn't make any difference. Can you sell what you have? And distribute it to the poor. On this side of life where we live at, the material things in life is very important to us. But Jesus is trying to let us know that he has put something far above the material things of this world. Remember the words of Jesus when he said, what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what will he have in exchange for it? 
If you have the whole world on your shoulder, on this side, and in your soul is lost, you haven't profited anything. Putting God first. Putting God's kingdom first in our life. From the very beginning, God, he mandated that he be put first in the life of his people. God is not a secondary God. You can't put him second in your life. He is going to be first, or he is not going to be anything at all. Remember, he's God. We're just man. No individual can lay claim to being in right relationship to God without adhering to a relationship that put God above self. If God is God above yourself tonight, do you love the Lord above your own flesh tonight? That's the question the Lord is asking to this young man. Do you love me above your own flesh? Are you going to turn with a sorrowful head and turn eternal life down because you didn't want to obey what the Lord said to you? It is not for the reason of selfishness or being small, but God demands to be put first in the life of the believer. God demands to be first, to be put first in the life of a believer. You have been bought with a price. You don't belong to yourself anymore. You can't do the thing that you used to do before you come and acknowledge Jesus Christ. And receive a, a relationship with him. You must put him first. God chose not to request. He be first in our life. He would relinquish his position as a sovereign. Which would contradict. Is being God. God is a sovereign God. And he must be first of none at all. I had to struggle with me. In my lifetime, I try to serve him the best I know how, but sometimes I find out that flesh gets in the way. I find that I want to obey the flesh more than I do the spirit. 
But Paul saying, uh, you have to die daily. You, you got to crucify this old thought. You got to modify these old deeds of the body. Put in God first in your life. Since man is human, he needs God's rulership over him. Man, we are human and we need somebody greater than us to rule over us. Our life comes from God. That's exactly where our life comes from. Our life came from God. Joe made the statement, the Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Our life came from God. Moreover, in rebellious against God's rule, man rushed towards his own miserable and destruction in simple activity and by deceitful idleness, man began to leave the Lord. He don't want God to be first in his life. So he rushed toward his own rebellion his own misery and his own destruction and his own activity and deceit. So God says, I'm going to let you have your own way if you don't want to put me first. If you don't want to honor me first as your Lord, your God, I'll let you experience the repercussion that it will come after the flesh. For this reason, God command, I am the Lord thou God. Can you hear him talking to you today, young man, young woman, amen? He said, I am the Lord thou God. I am your God. You are not my God, but I am your God. For I am the Lord thou God. I am jealous. God is a jealous God. He made man for man to serve him. He made man for man to obey him. He made man for man to put him first. God is a jealous God. For the same reason Jesus talked in Matthew 6 and 63, Jesus says these words. The first of all the commandments is hear, O Israel. You got to have an ear to hear. Hear, O Israel. If there is ever a time in need, amen, that we're living in now that our young men and our young women need to hear, it is today. Hear, O Israel. We go to church. We spend many time doing things, participating in Christianity. But are you hearing?
the Lord our God, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with not some of your heart, but with all of thine heart and with all of thine soul and with all of thy mind. You got to love the Lord with all your being, your inner being that you have. You got to love him with everything you have and with all of thy strength. Read Mark twelve twenty nine and 30. Put in God first. Put in God first. When you get up in the morning, who do you put first? When you lay down at night, who do you put first? When you're out on your job, who do you put first? I'm going to tell you, a believer, I'm talking to believers now, a believer should put the Lord first. Putting God first, therefore, is not something that a Christian should do. Nor is it just some lofty goal or high ideal. On the contrary, putting God first is a primary mandate of the divine law of the kingdom of God. First, seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things shall be added unto you. Oh, you can have eternal life, but you got to amen, put in first. You say, I, I, Bishop, I pay my tithe. I'm faithful in church. I'm on this committee and I'm on that committee. But are you obeying the law? On the contrary, putting God first is the primary date of divine law of the kingdom of God. To fail to do so is to exclude oneself from being subject, a subject to the king of kings. Listen, we are a subject to the king. We are Jesus' people. He is our Lord. He is our Savior. We are subject to him. He's not subject to us, but we are subject to him. Put him first in your life. We are considering in this lesson of the foundation and essential ways that Christians must put God first, put him first. Beloved, in the time that we're living in, if you have not and expect to make it in with Jesus, if you have not put him first, please listen to Dr. Moore tonight. Put Jesus first in your life. All that you have, it belongs to the Lord. Put him first in your life. Put in God's kingdom first. Matthew chapter 6 and 33 says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Ever what you need, ever what you need, the Lord said, if you put him first, he will add these things unto you. 
You don't have to spend all of your time trying to accumulate this and accumulate that. If you seek the Lord first, he will add all of these things unto you. Good master, why call me good? And does not the thing that I say. There is none good but God, because he is our creator. Why call him good and don't obey him? St. Luke's chapter 17, 20 and 21 says, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. You can't see it with your physical eye. Neither shall they say, lo here or lo there. Behold, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God, amen, is within you. The kingdom of God lives within the heart and the mind of humanity. That is after you don't repent it of your sin and accepting him as your Lord and your God, the kingdom of God comes within you. The kingdom of God is power. It is righteousness. It is joy over in the Holy Ghost. That is what is in you, the kingdom of God. Jesus taught that the kingdom of God is an inner Spiritually kingdom that is invisible to the natural eye and to the nature intelligence. You can't see it with your natural eye, amen. It is an invisible thing, but the kingdom of God lives within the heart and mind and soul of every believer. That's why you ought to have the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost, if you got Jesus, and you don't put on the kingdom of God, first seek you the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Don't worry about, amen, what you don't have. If you obey the Lord, you live in his kingdom, the Lord will give you, even in the material thing, what you need here on this earth. As they followed him, the disciple became aware that Jesus had an invisible inner strength and power. They they noticed something that was different about Jesus and other men of God. When Jesus was walking around, he had an invisible power that lived within him. He had an invisible strength. The majority of them, amen, they talked about God, but they didn't have that power. They didn't have that invisible strength. But you see, Jesus had the kingdom within him. And these disciples began to observe this. When they sensed that he draw upon the power through prayer, when, 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 when Jesus prayed, amen, there were some results. 
these disciples, amen, they realize, wait a minute, we praying too, but we are not getting the results like Jesus getting the results. There is something, amen, Jesus has that we don't have. And we want, we want that's what Jesus has. We want that. Jesus was drawn from that inwardly spirit, the kingdom of God that was within him. These disciples, amen, he responded by giving them an example in which we are to pray for the for the God's kingdom to come. Pray, pray for God's kingdom to come. Pray for the power of the Lord to come within our life. Pray for that power to come within our life. Every born again believer needs the power of Jesus Christ. Thou kingdom come. When the disciples were walking around here on earth, amen, when Jesus was up on earth, amen, they didn't have a kingdom because the kingdom was among them. They didn't have to fast, and they didn't have to pray because the kingdom was already here. But he says, the time is coming. You're going to have to have the kingdom of God within your life. You'll understand what it means by fasting and by praying. Thou kingdom come. Jesus made it clear that the kingdom of God is the fundamental source of all spiritual life. It is the fundamental source of all spiritual life. God is a spirit, and they that worship him, they must worship him in spirit and in truth. All source of spiritual life and strength. You know the reason, amen, so many weak saints today, they don't have the kingdom of God. When you have the kingdom of God, God gives you strength. And that his followers are to partake of the eternal soul. You amen. If we're going to be like Jesus, we're going to have to follow Jesus, amen. We're going to have to follow his example. We're going to have to be like him. The Bible says, amen, we don't know what he's going to be like, but ever what he be like when he comes, we shall be like him. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. I'm talking about tonight. Putting God first in your life. And when I say God, remember, I'm talking about your creator. I'm not talking about a man, amen, but I'm talking about your creator, putting God first in your life. When Jesus taught the disciples to pray, he taught that we must pray for God's ruling in our life. Pray, amen, that God rule in your life. When we pray, 
We want, amen, God to rule in our life. We can't handle this salvation on our own. We can't work it out like we want to. But as we are under the law of the kingdom of God, we must be obedient to the kingdom of God. We must be obedient to the laws of God. A kingdom entitled a system of government and authority. There is some rules and there is some regulation in the kingdom of God. You can't walk no any kind of way. You can't live no any kind of way, amen, in God's kingdom. The Bible says the, the Lord will not dwell in no unclean temple. For there is some rules and there are some special things that you got to do in order to live in the kingdom of God. It has a rule. And it's not a man-man rule. It's the king rule. Jesus has set these principles in. And we must abide by the principles that the Lord has set. Oh, I'm praying tonight. We set our own rule. We set our, uh, our own way of living. But I want to say, if you put God first, amen, your rules ought to be the rules of Jesus Christ. And subjects who must submit to the king. We are his subjects, and we must submit to the king. Are you letting the king lead you tonight? Are you putting Jesus first tonight? Jesus is our king. It also has laws or orders that form the structure of the kingdom. Amen. There is laws and there is order in the kingdom of God. Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery. We got laws, we got rules that we have to obey. The scripture refers to these principles as the laws. You know, if there is a law, a law means that you have to obey it. And Jesus said to us, in this new dispensation of time, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. That's the law. But how many of us really love him? How many of us, amen, love him to the degree that we will keep his commandment, regardless of how it makes us feel, amen, make us do amen. How many of us willing to submit ourselves to his commandment day by day, and hour by hour, and night by night? A statute, the commandments and the judgments of God. See Psalm 19. Chapter uh, 1979, the reality is seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. 
we must acknowledge God as king and ruler of our lives. Believers tonight, is he king? Is he king? Are you his subjects tonight? Do he rule over your life? Put God first tonight. We must be willing to learn obedience. We must be willing to learn obedience. There is, oh, so many of us, amen. I know that's not obedient, but it's not too late. You must be willing to learn obedience. Jesus himself learned obedience through the death of the cross. He did not disobey, but he was obedient. Obedient through the submission of our crown nature. Our nature, amen, is crown. Our nature, amen, don't like the nature of the divine will of God. Our nature is crown. Our nature don't want to follow the Lord. Kingdom ways are not our ways. Remember that kingdom ways is not the ways of humanity. I hear so many times people say, well, you know, Jesus understands. Yes, Jesus does understand. He understands all things. But he tells us in Isaiah 55, 8 through 9, he says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Jesus does not think like we think. Neither are your ways my ways. Our old earthly ways is not like Jesus' ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. The Lord does not think like man. We must submit ourselves to his will. Even when Jesus was on earth, he said, Father, not my will, but let thy will be done. He was always coming to be subject to the will of his Father. The divine principles of the kingdom of God advance different from the natural laws of this life. Many people have come to view the pursuing of things in this life from the vantage point of self-esteem and self-glory. That's what you see today, self-esteem and self-glory. But remember, God's ways are not like ours. But such self-promotion too often leads unto greed. Trying to exalt yourself going to lead you to greed. You're going to fall if you don't keep the laws of Jesus Christ. Now, you can't tell Jesus that you love him and don't obey him. He done told you one thing that I don't like it. If you want to get into heaven, obey what I have told you. 
in man's society, even the nature, the natural laws are content. They are bent and they are broken in order to gain the material possession and the accumulation. In man's society, the, the laws are they are they are broken. Amen. In order to gain the material possession and the accumulation of the earth. Well, listen, amen. Again, think on it. Are you going to live on the high horses today? And when Jesus takes your life, you won't see him in peace. It's better to obey God than man. Don't let grief overtake your spirit. Your spirit was put here to serve God. The most material the high statute and all the pleasure of this world can give. But Jesus taught us to seek the kingdom of God first. No matter, amen, what the world can offer you. You ought to, amen, I'm talking about to the believers now. You ought to have Jesus on your mind. First seek ye the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. And all of these things, and all of these things, amen, will not bring confusion in your spirit. It will bring peace and love. People today have lots of material things, and they are miserable. But when Jesus gives it to you, Jesus brings his peace and his love and comforts you. Say all that you have. If the Lord will tell many Christians today, say all that you got. Say all that you have. Say all that you don't work for. There will be many today turning and be sorrowful today, and, and they wouldn't sell it because they have been popular among mankind, and they have fame among mankind, and they don't want to turn that loose. But put God first in your life. Jesus taught that a person would fail if he failed to build his house up on a rock. I pray tonight, all believers, that your house is built up on that solid rock. And that rock is Jesus Christ. Life is testing all of us every day of our life. Many houses is falling, and I'm not talking about physically howling, but I'm talking about our old bodies is falling, amen. If your house is not built up on Jesus, it's built up on sinking sand. And when the wind the life come against it, it's going to fall because it's not built up on that solid foundation. That solid foundation is none other than Jesus. You got to be built up on the rock. It refers to his teaching and his environment and the principles of the kingdom of God. 
if you build up on Jesus, amen, and his teaching, amen, and the kingdom of God, you won't fail. When trials hit you on every side and look like, amen, nobody's there with you, I guarantee you stand if you build up on this rock. Thank you, Jesus. The difference in the human law of this world and those of God's kingdom is illustrated by the words and the life of Jesus as he dealt with his disciples on this subject. On one occasion, Jesus was talking to his disciples. And two other disciples desired that the Lord would allow one of them to sit on his right hand and the other one sitting on his left in his glory. Mark 10 and 37. And in this instant, Jesus discussed that Jesus taught them that such honor would be given to those who live in accordance with the principles of the kingdom of God. I can't give it to you because, amen, you asked for it. You got to earn this. Many of us, amen, want to sit, amen, with Jesus. But we haven't earned to sit in the right hand or the left hand. It takes something, amen. In order, praise the Lord, but we following Jesus. It takes a price that we have to pay, amen, to sit on his right hand or his left hand. Jesus taught them that such honor would be given to those who live in accordance with the principles of the kingdom of God. He noted that in the Gentile world, people who would account great were those who were in position a rulership, a lordship, a position of earthly. In God's kingdom, however, he told them, whosoever will be great among you shall be the minister's servant, and whosoever of you will be the chief shall be servant of all. I've learned in this ministry many times we as called pastors we don't really like to serve. We want to be served but we don't really like to serve. We want to sit up on the high pinnacle. But if you're going to be great in the kingdom of God you've got to be the servant of the least little one. Oh, praise him tonight. If you want to make it in with Jesus. When the disciples, amen, came to Jesus and Jesus washed their feet, he said, if I then be your master and Lord, wash your feet. You ought to be able to wash one another's feet. 
I'm your Lord. I'm your God that came all the way down from heaven. And I humbled myself and stooped down and I washed your feet. Now, you ought to show me some love. Can you show your brother and sister some hospitality tonight? In the wilderness, Jesus denied the satanic lust, lowering to a high earthly position and power when he rejected Satan's temptation. He submitted himself to God's plan to the end that no that on the whipping post and on the cross was so merit more than any man. Isaiah 54, 52 and 14, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. He didn't have to do it. He didn't have to do it. They marred his flesh. His body was hard to recognize. But he, he humbled himself and he came obedient unto death. Are you putting God first tonight? Beloved, tonight, if you're not putting God first, just ask the Lord to help you humble yourself. There are many things in my life, maybe I'm not doing it, but I'm asking the Lord, humble me. In his in Jesus' humiliation, his judgment was taken. It was taken away in his power and his authority as God in the flesh. It was God in the flesh. But he didn't raise a hand. He didn't try to make himself of no reputation. He humbled himself under the hands of the Almighty. He could have called legions of angels to rescue him. Yet he submitted to his mission that called for his death. Can you humble yourself tonight? Therefore God has highly exalted him and gave him a name above every name that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. This is Dr. Moore saying, God bless you tonight. Put Jesus first in your life. Amen. Until next week. You heard it here live. Put God first. That is so important in every dispensation of time. Come back next week and we'll have a second part of the series of Are You Putting God First? We'll be taught by the Honorable Dr. Bishop Oscar Mark. We want to bless you all this week for coming on with us and celebrating with us as we're back full-time on the radio, our first week back full-time. So we say God bless you. We love you guys. Speed. And if we see you on Sunday at Great All Nations, be there or be square. If not, we'll check you next week. Bye-bye.